0: Welcome to Worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia, brought to you at a time when we join you in practicing social distancing to curb the pandemic virus. This sermon podcast is from our online virtual worship service that you can find through our website at opmh.org. We pray that in the not too distant future we will welcome you in person when you visit us in Old Town, Alexandria. Good morning, and welcome to this online worship service brought to you by the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. It is hard to believe that this is our 26th Sunday of online worship. While we continue to miss being with you in person, we remain grateful for this new way of worshiping and being the church. And know that wherever you are on your journey of faith, You are always welcome here. I invite you now to join with other members of this congregation and with me as we seek to know and serve the Lord our God. The Lord be with you. Let us worship God.
1: reading from Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 15 let us listen for God's Word to us this day Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian he led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush he looked and the bush was blazing yet it was not consumed then Moses said I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see God called to him out of the bush Moses Moses and Moses said here I am then God said come no closer I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And the Lord said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. God said further, thus, you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, thus, you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and this my title for all generations. May God bless this reading to our hearing and our understanding.
0: Amen. Will you pray with me? O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Being able to light a match eluded me until I was about 12. I don't remember why, but I was terrified of getting burned. Not that I ever had been or even come close. Each dinner time before grace, my parents would light the candles on the table. Each night, one of them would ask me to try. Each night I'd shake my head no. Then on a family camping trip, I finally smacked that match against the side of the big box and without burning my fingers, kindled fire. As a shy kid who was afraid of a lot of things, this felt like a major personal triumph. But I was clearly not one who literally played with fire the way some friends did, setting and putting out little flames in their yards or piles of dry leaves. And I was used to seeing fires in controlled burns, California's primary prevention method, On seeing our golden hills for the first time, visitors sometimes remarked how brown the state was in the summer. Golden! Golden, we'd say, until those hills were blackened after intentionally burning long swaths of land monitored by firefighters to eliminate the tall, flammable grasses right up to the edge of forests. The photo on your bulletin is one of the many redwoods burning in the recent spate of California wildfires. Dry lightning strikes, global warming, irresponsible power companies, human beings building farther and farther into the forests where a careless cigarette butt can end in devastation. But think about all the good fire can do too and has done for eons enabling us to keep warm, to cook, to gaze into its flames, studying the mysteries of the universe. Growing up, I loved fireplace fires, beach fires, campfires, and bonfires. They brought people together, and s'mores were frequently involved. As a kid, one of my favorite annual rituals was the Stanford University big game bonfire celebration on the seasonally empty basin of Lake Lagunita. Prince Lightfoot of the West Coast Yurok tribe volunteered to perform traditional dances starting in the fifties at the bonfires until the university realized having an Indian mascot was racially insensitive and bonfires were bad for the environment and they abandoned both. Our country is in the grips of a global pandemic that's spreading like wildfire. There are literal fires in the streets protesting the treatment of our black and brown and indigenous neighbors throughout history, too often at the hands of those charged with keeping us safe. Our country is as divided as it may ever have been about both. Our ill use of our planet is contributing to wildfires in the Northwest and stronger and more frequent hurricanes in the southeast, it's overwhelming, which is as good a reason to turn to our scriptures for guidance and solace. Most weeks, the preacher's task is to explore our faith, our struggles, our spirituality in the context of God's history with us But this passage where Moses meets God is about God more than it's about us. God catches the shepherd's attention by appearing in a burning bush that is never consumed, calling Moses out by name, introducing the divine self as I am who I am. In Hebrew, Yahweh is the verb of being. God is not a static noun or persona, But the very nature of being and pronouncing the divine name, which Israelites then and Jews today do not out of reverence, sounds like the very breath of life. Even though Moses complains later that he's not a good speaker, questioning whether God's sure he's the right guy for the job, here he takes off his sandals to stand on this holy and mysterious ground. Having shepherded his flock beyond the wilderness, imagine that, and up an arduous mountain, here he runs smack into God. Is he playing with fire and taking this leap of faith to be so honest with God about his shortcomings and questioning God's plan? Or is he playing with fire by risking everything to answer this call from God? Remember. Moses was already a fighter against injustices. Seeing a slave beaten, two men fighting, or a woman being mistreated by shepherds, he intervened. Now God is calling him to take on sweeping social justice for God by freeing the Israelite people and leading them out of Egypt? That's a lot. But he says, yes, here I am like the prophet Samuel, like Mary, the mother of Jesus. And like Jesus, this God of all I am promises to be there with Moses every step of the way, forever. Where are we being called right now? As a congregation and as the church writ large, We're living through a time of profound anxiety and fear of the unknown. But it's also a time of endless opportunity to let our imaginations catch fire about how we might worship and care for each other differently now. Commentator Jill Duffield writes, the reality is that hearing the word of the Lord requires a response that entails our entire ways of living and being. Moses did not get God's visitation until after trudging with the flock through the wilderness and up the mountain. Somehow the idea of shepherding a flock through such an arduous journey resonates right now, Duffield comments. There would have been many days of silent shrubs before the inflamed but not consumed bush got Moses' attention. Nonetheless, he led the flock. Regardless, he cared for the sheep entrusted to him. Faithful leadership requires steadfastness in the midst of uncertainty, rough terrain, and unexpected threats. In the middle of that daily dutifulness, sometimes the angel of the Lord appears in odd forms, and if we are astute enough to stop and notice, God speaks. Indeed. So how is God speaking to us now in this wilderness time? Fire, like the one Yahweh appears in, can warm and thrill, but also devastate and obliterate. So what if the admonition about playing with fire could have more than one meaning, too? Even in searching for photos to share on the bulletin on your screens during worship, the staff worried one image was too ominous, that another was too ethereal. We all agreed the bonfire you're looking at now felt comforting. I mean, it's still a fire, but imagine God showing up in there and then speaking to us directly. Instead of playing with fire in the sense of, that's reckless and dangerous, be careful, When our leaders contradict science or question coronavirus statistics or gaslight the public insisting the pandemic's almost over when experts say it's not, when some equate peaceful protests bringing attention to systemic racism with rioting and looting, when economic safety is prioritized over living or dying instead of all that, what if We played with the fire in the sense of the Holy Spirit's inspiration that descended as tongues of fire back on Pentecost. What if we all came together like people speaking all the languages of the known world as they did that day, experimenting with how we do church in new and exciting ways on Zoom, in small groups, outside, or who knows what else? look for a short survey coming this week to share your ideas with us. Socrates wrote, the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be ignited. Like the ancient California Redwoods surviving forest fire after fire, I'm confident God can survive a period of online worship and Zoom meetings as the body of Christ adapts nimbly to serve God and one another in new and spirit-inspired ways. God and the church have been through a lot historically. And what comes out of controlled burns or even wildfires? New growth, freedom to begin again. Methodist pastor James C. Howell writes, Americans blithely think freedom is I can do whatever the heck I want. Or they might piously add, I can worship God the way I want. So egocentric, isn't it? And so patently false, he says. We are profoundly bound to the habits, mores, and ideologies of our culture, bound to sin, self, anxiety, you name it. And note well that when the Israelites were set free, God led them directly to Mount Sinai to download hundreds of laws, to forge a covenant with them, to show them how to stay free, to introduce history's curious idea that does reappear in Christianity. We are set free to be servants of another. God, the great I am calls us, individually and collectively, to stand on holy ground, even when we're worshiping at home instead of in our sanctuary. To let go of fears of getting burned, even when we don't know how all this will turn out. To continue to help and serve, even when we wonder if the few small things we might try to do to heal our collective brokenness can add up to very much. To that, God calls, come, live in the light, live into faith, letting go of fear. God invites us to play with the fire of the Holy Spirit, of the creativity God gave each of us. Let your on fire be our new powerful affirmation of creativity and service. Let the good news of Jesus Christ spread like wildfire enlightening all our hearts and souls. Let us answer God's call to love God and one another, to do justice, speaking truth to power, walking humbly while wearing a mask and keeping a little distance, to serve one another, to set one another's hearts on fire. Amen. O Lord, Take our mouths and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hands and work through them. Then take our hearts and set them on fire. And now may God bless you and keep you. May God's light shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God bring us all peace, now and forever. Amen.